these people come up and steal the sign and then he gets he runs after him he gets beat up they were street toughs they were street toughs (laughs) (laughs) i was i was approached by a gang of toughs welcome to sincast presented by cinema sins All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from Cinema Sins, joined as always by the voice of Cinema Sins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. Hello. It's <laughs> yeah, like an NPR hello. Hello. <laughs> you are making me very angry. <laughs> uh, and from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Hi. Hey. And we also have a special guest with us today, Woo. Dave Irwin. Hey. What's going on? I don't know which mini pod is coming first in the uh, release order, but uh, he's also on our Zombie Land uh, mini pod. That should be around the same time this one comes out. It's like a double tap of it's reviews. Kind of like a double tap of reviews. By oh. the way, here's your Joker mini pod, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they don't want us to ever have lives. Yeah, I know. I know. I had to tell like three different people on the subreddit, like one of us is out of the country, one of us is like in the process of moving. Like, uh, you know, we'll get to it. We're going to do it. I had somebody on Facebook was like, no Joker mini pod? Seriously? <laughs> And at first I was like, kind of a rude way to put it, but um, and I was just like, we're going to do one. There's yes. going to be one. You should have said, why so serious? Yeah, I should uh, have. I should have. I did that scary. on our Dark Knight uh, Sins video when people were angry about things. Yeah. I said, I, asked, I, I did a, why, why so serious? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are doing a Joker mini pod. Mini pod. Jokey pod. Jokey pod. Jokey. Uh, <laughs> Not many jokes in this movie. Uh, no, no. Um, uh, so, yeah, Todd Phillips, of all people, doing this very serious, like, real-world treatment of of Joker. Joaquin Phoenix plays the main guy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did we think? I hated this movie. Yeah? I find lots to praise about it, but at the end of the day, it was just a really uncomfortable two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. I think Joaquin's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the score is outstanding. Yes. Uh, but I I really disliked it strongly. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. This is, this is my biggest this movie exists movie I think I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, because I was, especially the end shot, I almost wanted... Or towards the end, when something that's consistent with the Batman canon happens, I almost wanted to leave the theater at that mm-hmm. point. It was near the end, but I didn't. And I was like, "Why? Why is this movie?" Basically, mm-hmm. we've seen all different types of Jokers before. We've seen gritty uh, adaptations before. We've seen the genesis of Batman before. I I don't understand. I'm exactly like you. It does look great weirdly great like you know i mean todd phillips has never been known for like his cinematic you know uh ability to well make we have to keep in mind anything. that he had scorsese as a producer on this who was i think pretty heavily involved was he i know that that was the rumor on the front end but did he stay consistently i mean involved? i'm not saying i think he was on set every day but i mean he probably can help you get a really great cinematographer yeah. or Robert yeah. De Niro. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I, as far as I know, Scorsese is not a producer or really? anything on this movie. No, that Phillips was really uh, going for an era and a lot of, and, a, and a, obviously Scorsese's type of thing. He, he lists not only the King of Comedy, which is of course the biggest like parallel, but Taxi Driver, which I saw a lot of parallels to and mm. uh, Raging Bull and stuff like that. And he was really going for the era is what right. he was going for. And, uh, and uh, Dave, what did you think about this movie? This movie might be top five for me this year. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for a character study. Mm. Um, and that's what this, that's what we got with this. That's movie. true. Um, like, like, I mean, like you guys said, Joaquin was, you know, gangbusters mm-hmm. in, this, in this movie. Beautifully shot. Soundtrack was great. Um, I loved the fact that they had so many nods to many different 
I'm I'm also a comic book nerd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there were nods to the Killing Joke, to the Dark Knight Returns, to Batman Year One, blah 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 blah. Um, and I liked the fact that it was almost a uh, a a make of it what you will kind of movie. There are so many things that happen in this movie that you can interpret in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that about this movie. Um, and um, uh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably in between you two and Dave on this one. I, I'm I'm not ready to put this in like my top anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I thought I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't. Um, I didn't. Uh, there were. I mean, there are moments in here that I'm like, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but I think there are there are some things in here that are really cool, very cool parallels to a lot of things that are going on now. Of course, uh, yes, uh, some people worried about what the effect of a movie like this. I don't really worry about that now. I think we've already gotten there. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I I think that an effect of this movie is is not going to be anything in the real world because we already experienced this type of thing. Yeah, we got there a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and also, I mean, if you're going to be uh, like like we have or i have at least saying that there's no connection between gun violence and like seeing violent movies or anything like that you got to put this in the same ballpark right it's it's a work of fiction it's an it's a movie mm-hmm. you know if if somebody finds this inspiring that's on them, them instead of you know any sort of well this inspired me to you know adopt my incel culture and all that bullshit you know i feel like Phillips and even Joaquin were a little too defensive leading up to the release uh, in in responding to these. Because now having seen it, um, I agree. I don't think that's a a massive concern. Um, This is pretty clearly also um, a fictional world. This is pretty clearly also... Fictional characters. Joker. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I didn't... I didn't come out of it thinking, oh boy, somebody's going to take this movie the wrong way and mm-hmm. do violence. Uh, mm-hmm. I really didn't. Um, my concerns, that would be like way down the list on things that troubled me about this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this movie uh, is it's surprising to me. Uh, after its big opening weekend, it did not fall sharply after the first weekend. Really? It was number one the it second weekend. It was number weekend. one the second weekend. It has made over 200 million domestically. It's made 600 million worldwide. It's a beast. Jesus. And, uh, it is uh, a movie. When I first saw that, I saw this on Thursday two weeks ago. Uh, I thought there was no chance in hell this movie would retain 50 or 60 percent of its audience and ended up doing that uh, on the second weekend some of that i think don't you think is is how divisive it's been right it's like when i looked it was 68 on rotten tomatoes and it feels like the people who liked it really really liked it Mm -hmm. and the people who disliked it really really disliked it typically divisive movies end up hurting right more than anything so like it shouldn't if if this is that divisive then it should have made after it made its 93 million or whatever opening weekend it should have dropped to about 20 i just wonder and if it, it doesn't have that sort of oh i gotta see this shit kind of like vibe going for it like could be and, and the marketing is everywhere i was in paris and even nice actually and I, I sent you guys a picture those posters were everywhere on buses mm-hmm. on trains on billboards all that stuff yeah uh letter grades what are we gonna give it you go first C. Okay. I want to know why you, you do that, because I think I'm going with the C, too, because this movie is so hard to review. Conceptually, I think I hated it, too, because of how unnecessary it was. But it's such a hard movie to review because I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty beautiful movie. It's, a, it's, it's well done. Yeah, that's the thing, is that I can look at Dave or uh, somebody else... I know a friend of mine that loved it and say, I get it. Yeah. I yeah, totally get yeah. it. I just did not enjoy the experience of watching it. But it, it almost everything I'm going to say that I think is a negative about it is just it's my personal. Yes. Taste. It is well done. It is super well yeah, done. Technically, I think it's a, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. What do a, you think? What do you think? A. A. Yeah. yeah. A. Loved it. A, motherfuckers. A. <laughs> and I, uh, true to form to what I said, I'm going to give this a B um so yeah it's it's all over the place right like it depends on how i guess depends on how you uh perceive this information that they're giving you yeah in this if you're 
you know, if you if you're really dying for another joke or story and tell and telling it in a way that's more real ground based in reality and everything. Uh, I don't know. And do you think that there is a movie out there that you would give an A if it was the same sort of grounded in reality type of thing? Well, um, yeah, sure. My issue isn't even that it's grounded in reality. Um, you know, without talking spoilers, the two biggest problems I have with this film, I thought it was super predictable. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've now referred to it three times as a sledgehammer of a movie. Yeah. In that, like that main title screen <laughs> where there's, you literally can't make the, the word Joker any bigger on that screen. <laughs> yeah. That is the movie to a T. It, mm-hmm. Like everything the movie wants to show you, it puts in your fucking face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was too much for me. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't mean to be glib about this, but I think there is a better movie. It's The Dark Knight, where every mannerism of Heath Ledger's Joker, which you can't help but compare, like I, I think there's a tremendous amount of overlap in a Venn diagram between these two performances. It's just that Heath Ledger's was having a little more fun. Now, I know this is an origin story, so he's not supposed to have a lot of fun, but he was a little more jokery, and he was a little more fleshed out as a character i guess you could say um mm. toward towards in in his jokerness you know this this movie is arthur fleck this movie is not necessarily joker well um, i i actually agree with you and completely disagree with you in that i feel like joker is definitely a fleshed out like what joaquin did there and uh, to to its detriment in my in my view yeah yeah in, it's, it's, in that we've removed most of the mystique mm. about joker we've created potentially motivations for him that the audience has never interpreted before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think I enjoyed <clears throat> Ledger's Joker more because of all those unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this definitely dives deep into this guy's life. Like you said, it's a character study um, and the performance is so good. Uh, it's a, it is, it is supremely watchable uh, mm-hmm. even while I just grew more and more uncomfortable the whole way. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the Dark Knight is is exactly what I'm trying to describe here because the Dark Knight is not a Joker origin story right, by right. any means. Um, the it, this is the first time we've seen it where it wasn't just an, a sort of an afterthought, like you know, in the Killing Joke or whatever, where it's you know, here's or the what's the other one? Is there? There's two different ones that were comics, right? There was the Killing Joke. That had him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it was yeah. the red, red. And then uh, under the red hood. Under the red hood. Yeah, yeah, under the red hood had the other had another one had another interpretation of it, and it's always been some sort of side thing that's happened. It's never been like his story ever. Um, and I want to get into one aspect of it that I love about this movie and the spoilers, but uh, but uh, but yeah, um, the question I'm I'm posing is can this story be told and you be in like interested because we have seen so many origins, even though it's never been its own own movie and everything. Is there a movie out there that is the, is, is an origin story like this that's elevated above what we saw? Because the, it feels like, it feels like some of, I don't know, some of your reservation is that we've kind of seen this before and we've kind of, you know, why do we need to tell the story type mm. of thing? So I don't know. Is there one that can be told in a way that would make it an A for you? For this character, no, not for me. Uh, because, like I said, it's super well done. But the appeal of this character in particular is that you don't know all this stuff. And yeah. if this, so it's it's two sides of the coin. If this, and I thought about this a lot watching it. If this movie were about anyone except the Joker. I think I would like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I, because I don't think I need all that. There background. was an exchange on Twitter that said somebody under, under my tweet review said, you know, I think I would have liked it a lot more if it wasn't about Joker, but just about a random, yes. you know, angry guy. And somebody yeah. came under them and said, it's called taxi driver. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, again, that's part of, I feel like when I say the movie's predictable, if you've seen taxi driver, if you've seen King of comedy, and if you've read some Batman comics, I feel like there are a lot of beats in this movie that the movie thinks are curveballs, but they were just straight down the middle for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can get into more of that yeah. in spoilers. Yep. So let's get into spoilers, shall let's we? Let's do it! No spoilers! I mean, basically, these guys are so Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. 
uh i know one of them that you're talking about and that's the zassi beats thing yeah that's <laughs> that was straight up like i knew that wasn't real from the moment it started yeah and i don't know if i don't know if that's something where the movie is like well we know it's not real and you know it's not real we're gonna go ahead with it anyway or if it really thought it was like a big whammy i think it wants to i think at most they want you to go why would a girl that together be with a guy this not together and ask that question right up until they pull the rug out um but yeah that was one that didn't feel like i saw that coming a mile away Mm -hmm. as soon as as soon as he found out he was thomas wayne's son i knew that was uh, a faint and um as soon as you see him uh, falling in love with robert de niro's talk show host on tv i feel like the the final scene in, in on that set as they're live taping what happens there is is known from the get-go maybe that's the point no it's not because i think they try i think they're trying to uh misdirect you with his suicide right. uh kind of gesturing yeah. in in his practice up towards it but, but again yes, but you know that's not gonna happen though. yes right yes. because it's an origin story of the joker although right. i have seen i believe todd phillips said today maybe this guy just inspired joker and i'm like the what was the fucking point of all this <laughs> yeah Come on! <laughs> now, the Zassy Beats stuff, though, I, I never thought that that was real because at the beginning of the movie, you have him imagining him being on the... What's what's Robert De Niro's character? Murray, Murray, Murray Franklin yeah. show. You He imagines himself in the audience yep. and that Murray calls him down and says, I wish I had a son like you. You're awesome because you take care of your mom, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it goes back to him in the living room watching the show yeah. and so everything with zassi after that is just like oh well he's just he's just kind of imagining it's, this as well i like it at first in the hallway where he's like doing these little crazy things and everything and like oh, okay maybe she's just kind of putting it on but then when he's interacting with her and everything and she's got that classic not there syndrome as a character where like she happens to be there for some moments, but for some others where you would call your girlfriend to be with you, not there in other moments. And like, it just, just never felt real ever. All her reactions make no sense in the narrative. At yeah. All. yeah. Well, and she says they deserved it. You know, just three less pricks in the world or whatever she says. That was the, that was the total giveaway. Well, and that's, that's why I'm, I'm thinking that. <clears throat> Phillips was was really thinking that this was going to be a huge reveal because they do that fight club thing <clears throat> towards the end of right. it where it's like, oh, she wasn't there. Oh, she yeah. wasn't there and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think you could have gotten rid of that. <laughs> section yeah. that and I love Zazzy Beats. I mean, you oh, put yeah. her in anything. Oh, yeah. I'm good. But uh, that whole thing. That is was just... a plot they could have dropped. Yeah. I think the movie thinks it's a big whammy because yeah, like yeah. It, it makes that does that whole fight club thing, mm-hmm. like you said. And it's just like to me, it was just like okay <laughs> yeah it's exactly what i thought i mean you you if you are going to keep that character you could just keep the reveal in the apartment where she's like you're the guy from down the road or down the hall mm-hmm. can you get up out of here <laughs> that's yeah, basically yeah. It, you know? right um the uh the one thing that i really do think is good about this one one movie the thing that this movie is making a pretty good comment about though the is the subway scene I believe that's based on a real thing. Like the, there was a New York vigilante guy who killed some people on a subway. Yes. Yes. And, uh, that was based on a real thing. Oh yeah. What was that guy's name? I don't know. It happened in the eighties. He was it like hailed a hero, time. but like yes. not so much anymore. His name today. was Joker. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they, they take that very real thing from real life or whatever yeah. and make this the sort of what Joker's inspiration for others is. And it's an interesting thing as far as the real world, but Gotham as well, because they are so willing to accept a vigilante, someone who's out there to protect them. And in this case, this is not a guy who's up for the job. He just did it this one time. He's not, he's not a hero. He's Mm. just, he was saving his own ass. Mm -hmm. And uh, even at the end, dude, when he stands up on the hood of that car and they're all around him and he's smiling and I'm like, he's going to have to fake his way through a lot of this because he didn't do any of this on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I do think that's a great comment, though, because because they when Batman comes along and everything, they're willing to accept this guy. I mean, of course, Batman, the Batman comics and movies always go through that. Some of the citizens think he's a menace and some of the citizens, you know, citizens think he's great or whatever. So it's not like it's not like there's a complete opposite thing, but they're willing to accept this guy. He's a random dude who's not a very good person, Mm -hmm. not a very good person because of a lot of circumstances. But 
uh they're they're perfectly willing to to say this guy's a hero even though they don't know anything about yep. him they think he's a hero because and can we talk about thomas the character of thomas wayne Please. for a second yes. <laughs> um brett cullen is a great actor he did a great job um and ironically he was in the dark night yeah. as like uh congressman yeah. gilly or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. um but like when i think of thomas wayne i think of Linus Roach, mm-hmm. loving doctor, just wants to save the world. So, Thomas Wayne was a fucking asshole in this movie. Yeah, he sure is. Um, and I, you, and without getting, oh, like, we're into spoilers we're now. Spoilers. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so you can interpret this movie in like three different ways. At the end of the movie, well, at the beginning of the movie, when he's talking with his psychiatrist, they kind of uh, flash back to him. Having spent time in an institution, mm-hmm. he's in all white, the walls are white, he's banging his head against the wall. And then at the end, he's in that same outfit. So you could probably interpret this movie as he's imagining – it's not just Zazzy Beats not being there. It's not just the imagining. None of it being on it. You could take this as that none of this absolutely I happened. Had, I had the same thought. So like when he's laughing and, and she says, what's so funny? And he says, you wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. It's probably because he's imagining this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um so maybe he's imagining Thomas Wayne being an asshole and being classist. Yeah. Um, but he's really not. Um, I do feel like a lot of the how characters come off in this are based on what he's thinking of. Right. More than what the movie itself or the outside world thinks of him. So, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, because everybody's an asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean – Maybe Except not his him. mom and and the little guy, but like well, even his mom's kind of an asshole. Yes, mm-hmm. don't yeah. you have to be funny to be a comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, everybody is not only an asshole, a giant gaping. Asshole. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need for visual. Yeah, you like <laughs> you definitely needed the bit of emotion <laughs> there. Um, one of the things that that threw me off is this: is this what? era are we in we're kind of fuzzy are we in the 70s are we in the 80s i took it as 81 because you have this garbage piling up and in 81 there was the uh the uh sanitation workers strike Mm -hmm. where they just didn't pick up the garbage okay zorro the gay blade is on the marquee that was 81 excalibur is on the marquee so that's what Uh, i took that i love excalibur Mm -hmm. uh so (laughs) in 81 how prevalent are vcrs answering machines would there be no security at the Murray show? Uh, I think they're fairly in play. At My the biggest time. question is who's standing at the open mic night filming terrible <laughs> well, comedians? That, that was, that was definitely one thing about this movie that was like, huh? Yeah. Because, uh, because yeah, I, there, there's definitely not anybody doing that. He's suddenly doing Tosh 2.0 in like 1981. <laughs> yeah. like, Look at this terrible video we got of this guy. Yeah. And that's kind of a key trigger to a lot of what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it was a big like, whoa, where'd they get that footage? Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why does he, he's like, he's also got this reputation, Murray does, of being a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, his show's about roasting terrible comedians. (laughs) And that's another thing about is he imagining this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, if if it is revealed over the next few years that he's imagining all this, then I hate the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, there's a a line in the killing joke where – he he's the joker says something to the effect of why am i why was i made this way um was it because of this uh incident was it because of that incident um if i'm gonna have a past i prefer it to be multiple choice Mm -hmm. so i think todd phillips kind of took that concept and put it into this movie Hmm. uh with the question of his parentage comes up um is thomas wayne really his dad did he have so much influence and clout with the people at arkham to falsify these records to say he was adopted and, mm-hmm. and blah 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 um or was he really adopted and and what did his trauma come from um i guess his mother's one of his mother's boyfriends abusing him or something yeah yeah, yeah. um the uh the thing about everybody being a big gaping asshole in this movie <laughs> you know you know the you, this is the one that you movie that you recommended right i don't feel at home in this world anymore yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, got yeah. that exact same <laughs> sort yeah. of feel to it right where cuz everything he does 
so you know he's 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 one of those like sign guys that's like flipping the sign around outside of a thing and like these people come up and steal the sign and then he gets he runs after him he gets beat up they were street toughs they were street toughs (laughs) (laughs) i was i was approached by a gang of toughs and uh and uh and then uh he goes to his boss who's like you have you uh, they want to re- they want you to replace the sign and then and and they want you to pay to replace the sign and he's like but uh these guys they came up why would anybody do that why would anybody do- and and and, the, and doesn't believe him yeah wh- and why would you right like yeah. why would anybody go up and just steal your sign and yeah. then beat you up and everything because that's that story doesn't make sense but at the same time it did happen yeah apparently yeah. and uh and you know and then uh he's he's so so yeah everybody's just a dick in this and it's, <laughs> it feels like that movie because that's what melanie linsky goes through at the beginning of that Every, everybody is just they're all dildos yeah they're all dildos and fuck faces, <laughs> fuck faces. <laughs> i feel like one of my problems as a as a batman i'd like to hear what you have to say about this as a batman fan is that i feel like this movie takes away some of joker's evil Mm-hmm. By, humanizes him too much maybe by explaining by like well it's not that he's truly evil it's that he's got a very vague undefined mental illness quote unquote and then i think it's even triggered further by the fact that the the state or the government decides to stop funding and now he can't get his counseling or his meds anymore and i feel like that is why he's joker more than like if if this Joker were to go on to have a movie facing off against Batman, I would be way less scared of it. Well, yeah. Can I ask a question about that before we get into the Batman stuff? The mental health part of this really, really disturbed me because it's not saying anything about mental health. No. Or if it is trying to say something about mental health, it's saying the wrong fucking well, shit. Well, it's saying we all don't care, basically. My question is, yeah. My question is. It, is the movie saying that there's a point in this journey where he could have been saved? Mm. Like, is there a point where if he got the right resources and he got the right uh, mental health treatment, could he be saved? I don't think Or is that. it even concerned it with answering that question? Or is it just saying that the system just failed him? But I think it's saying says... the system failed him, and I don't I don't think that's the case. I think that's, that's using it as a scapegoat, you know... He seems to have an engaged therapist. He doesn't think that that she's engaged enough. He thinks that it should, it should have more medication. Oh, she definitely is, cares. That's the thing that that I brought like yeah. got out of that was that she she definitely cares. And when when the funding goes away, she's like she's like she tells him like yeah they don't they just don't give a shit yeah blah blah blah. But they don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about so me. So I yeah. yeah I don't I don't think the the movie is 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 smart enough I, I don't mean that as pejorative as it sounds i don't think the movie is clever enough to try to make a statement on whether he could be saved or whether he could be diverted or something like that i think it's it's basically using the mental health thing as part of the scapegoat of what makes him him and i think that goes to your point about like now we're humanizing him. now we're giving him a reason well it's because the system failed him it's because you know he's he's got his wires all crossed and stuff like that as michael keaton said like I want to. I want the Michael Keaton explanation. I feel like they. I feel like they wrote this movie and they wrote it. Like twenty five percent of it is about mental health, but they never did one lick of research on any of it. How does therapy go? What does mental illness look like? They just. It's extra frustrating when Joker himself stands up at the end and blames everything on his own mental illness, Mm -hmm. and it's never defined. Yep. We don't. Was it from the head trauma from the abusive boyfriend? Um. It still doesn't feel like there's any innate evil in this guy. It's more of the all these things around him pushed him to become what what he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's about innate evil though. I mean, by Act Three, he's just when uh, when after he smothers his mom, after he finds out the truth, quote unquote, um, by stealing the records at Arkham, he's completely detached from everybody. Yeah, um, his coworkers come to see him, and he just like beats the shit out oh kills the one guy by like ramming his head into the wall yeah. um um and it's at that point where you know he's just he's gone he's completely gone at the beginning of the movie when he's still kind of there he's like walking he's trudging up the stairs and he's trying to have some semblance of uh stability yeah. um 
but by the end of the movie, when he's in full makeup and he's in the suit and he's dancing down the stairs to that Gary, Gary Glitter song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a whole other issue. Uh, that's right a whole other issue Pile right there. You can't put that song um, in this movie and then turn to me and go, you don't have any, uh, you don't have to have any associations with that. I know exactly what that song is. Um, yeah. But, uh, he's dancing. He's completely detached. He, his, it's representative of him, uh, being who he is now. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's totally gone. Um, I still don't feel so. I still don't feel like he kills Murray out of like evil. I think it's a split second decision. Yeah, I, I think maybe he still was gonna kill mm. himself, mm. and then at the last moment when Murray keeps antagonizing him, that's well, I'm, I'll kill this guy instead. I do like that scene a lot, though. Uh, I think De Niro is terrific in that scene where he is antagonizing him, but not to the point where it he would think that it would provoke a violent response. Like he's, he's literally saying like, do you think this justifies like he's asking a reasonable question, a reasonable line of questioning. And I think because of De Niro's ability, he, he downshifts a little bit to where he's not playing for the camera as the character. He's not playing, you know, playing it up as being the super asshole or anything like that. He's just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like that scene a lot. I um, do wonder how much Mark Marin is on the cutting room floor. <laughs> he's in there for a fucking hot like a second, second, man. It made me wonder why they didn't save money and just hire a nobody. Because <laughs> he's got like two, three lines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, very it's nice to see him, but I was just like, oh, okay. I Yeah, I, I thought I read something where it was just like, basically, he said, hey, come into this movie. And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. I, don't think it, I don't think it was like a big thing. So um, uh, one thing that I was just doing some research on is the uh, the new, it was 1984 when the mm. New York subway shooting, B- Bernard Getz was his ah, name. That's right. And uh, he shot four African-Americans and like uh, he turned himself into police nine days later. And he started saying a whole bunch of racist shit. Oh. And uh, so, like, there was a big debate as to whether or not, you know, there was a debate about a lot of topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, due to that. But that's what I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what that uh, what that was uh, paralleling there. Um, yeah. Movie for me is just it's going to I'm going to watch it some more. I'm going to watch it a couple more times and see where I really am resting at on it. Um, because I, I, I feel like I feel like. And like like I said, I'm between you guys in here. I feel like I agree with a lot of the things that you're saying. Where it's like it it's trying for something, but it didn't exactly execute it. Mm-hmm. But in the other sense, it's well made, and it's you know it's got a lot of like good stuff in it too. So I don't man. I it's funny. It's it's like a quarterback in the NFL. You get all the praise and all the blame. <laughs> like if say you replace. Todd Phillips with Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. This movie's probably dynamite because you can tell uh, Joaquin Phoenix is giving his all. Although, having seen The Master so many times, there's a lot of Freddie Quell in that, yeah. in that Joker performance. Uh, but you can tell he's doing it all. You can tell the cinematographer is on point. You can tell the score is on point. Everything about the, the components of this movie are all wins, but it's like the overall biscuit that's holding it together is not is not fluffy one, I, go ahead one thing that i was uh i like that analogy was, that was really, <laughs> one thing that i was uh, uh thinking about though in this is that it, as much as it tries to get that era down the movie doesn't feel like a movie from that era yeah yeah and you would know this is like your bread and butter too and seriously like i i, I watched a couple of movies from the 70s after this mm. and i was like god what is it I still don't know what it is. Mm. I think it's longer takes, maybe, possibly. That's the the main thing, and more like their seventies the movies are more willing to uh, sort of uh, marinate in like stuff that's not like exciting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just kind of lets a scene, let, you know, go from beginning to end without going right into it. We got to be exciting. We got to get these people's attention. Blah 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 blah. That's what Joker. Joker isn't like that the whole time. It's mm. not like a Michael Bay movie or anything, <laughs> but I'm just saying that the way it's edited and the way it's just the each scene sort of takes place, there's no it's nothing like a movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so like I don't know if you're restrained from doing that or people just don't know how to make those type of movies anymore or what, but uh it's really interesting watching mm-hmm. a movie like this trying to get that era down but not quite getting the feel of those movies. Do you disagree by the no, way? No, I mean I, I agree. 
you're also playing to a 2019 audience, mm-hmm. and especially uh, you know normal. Uh, Something that makes this kind of money, like this movie or a Marvel movie or a Star Wars, um, most of its money is going to come from people who only go to the movies maybe once or twice a year. Mm. So, um, not dumbing down any 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 of those people, but uh, you're playing to a 2019 audience who doesn't necessarily think about uh, the era and 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 how something and those little things like sure. uh, some some people like us would. Yeah, I um, don't, I, and I and I actually don't think that's something that he's hoping to do with this movie i'm just saying that uh that maybe maybe he is and he's and i don't know but i agree i agree with you though that he's making a movie for 2019 so therefore he's not going to make it like a movie from the 70s he's just going to get all the era details as much as he can get that down and everything but uh, but if he was attempting to go for something that felt like the seventies and eighties, it he, didn't really. He, he didn't do it. Get to that point. Well, yeah. I watched if he was attempting Zodiac again the other day, and that really feels like I don't know if they use the same camera techniques, but that really feels like I'm in that era, mm. yeah, and it's not movie. you know in present day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also I kept finding myself trying to figure out the geography because I because I know we're basically subbing in Gotham for New York, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's got this. <laughs> seven story staircase that he goes up every single day and i'm like where in new york would that be <laughs> where would you have where there's you're... several places really yeah. like what would what would you be walking up to another street yeah there that are is... some subways that are so far down that you have to walk up but later that's not even the subway though because oh. later when he comes down as a clown and he's running from the cops it's just a street it's just uh, right around the yeah, corner is he coming out of the subway when he goes up there, i or? thought that's what he was doing no i think i think that is a street um, he's going he's on a street and he went up some stairs to another street that's Correct. what yeah, i thought yeah. uh, okay i don't know about that well, and, it, and it was weird to me building. i don't know no, the whole the whole geography is a little weird and it may be intentional to to put it in this dream sequence but mm-hmm. like the the wide shots it's I, I hate to keep comparing this to the dark night but the dark night you knew where things were happening mm-hmm. they would do the wide shots of chicago and you'd see where it was happening relative to the river or whatever and here, it's like they'd do a wide shot and show a river going through and they'd see a couple of buildings, but it was like innocuous. It was like, well, here's the city. Now we're back in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and especially like that stairway he's on at the end, too. I'm not sure where that is either. I've never been there. so I just think the stairway is just represent- was, the one, uh, was, was a, met- is a metaphor. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where we're talking about oh, the okay. Gary Glitter okay. and all yeah, that yeah, is yeah. going on. And it's in the trailer, too, where he's on that stairway. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Every time I saw a stairway like that, I just my mind was like, oh, he's going up a subway right yeah that does look like a subway and i wasn't even thinking about where he may have come from Hmm. so uh it's it's possible that they did do something weird with the geography i mean after all joel schumacher turned gotham into this like impossible (laughs) weird statue laden thing you know for a movie that everybody was talking about how violent it was there's really only a couple scenes of actual shocking violence Mm -hmm. and there are actually more scenes where they choose not to show you violence that they could have and and from my experience those are the movies that are generally considered the most violent is when they when you just get one visceral scene into it yeah like well his him killing his co-worker in his apartment bashing his head into the wall yeah. was was really really rough to watch mm-hmm. but that was the roughest thing in the whole movie yeah and then like zazie beats and her kid we don't even see anything on screen with them mm-hmm. right but he kills them. Does he? I I did not. I couldn't come down either way. I think I leaned slightly to where he let them go, just like he did. Oh, with the, but he kills the, the doctor at the end. Yes, I yeah, mean, he definitely they, kills the doctor yeah. because that's, uh, that was way creepier to me. Seeing the bloody footprints. Yeah, that's a yeah. scene very reminiscent of No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's walking out and he checks, he checks his, his shoes. shoes. Yeah. Uh, because you don't see the actual violence. I did not get the idea that he may have killed Zassi Beats. I think he left. I didn't but, get that either. But no. uh, but the, the doctor thing, I think, is uh, definitely one where he, he killed, and then they show uh, the aftermath. I'm going to probably tip my hand on the Sins video, the eventual Sins video, but I did find myself wondering why uh, the co-worker with dwarfism, why he didn't go to the cops immediately. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he? Like... He just saw his coworker murdered. What was the time frame between that and yeah, the... Yeah, because doesn't uh, he just get in his costume and leave for he's the going, show? But he's going he says, he told, that, he told that guy where he's going, though. He said, I'm going to be on the Murray Whatever show tonight. Yeah. And that guy ran out oh, and yeah. of course, did he go also, to the pub? Of course, we're also in this, did it happen or did it not 
but okay, but for Time the sake warp. of discussion, let's assume it did. I, I if mean, we're gonna if, if if we're gonna wipe away every issue I have with the movie by saying, well, it was all a dream, then I'm gonna get, like you, I'm gonna get frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly thought at the time that that he was leaving that that he was doing some twisted shit where he's like, all right, you can leave, and then there's that lock, that latch. That's oh, at me the too. And I thought he was just gonna do some twisted shit <laughs> yeah, to kill him. Yeah. yeah, I did too. <laughs> and uh, turns out, no, he didn't do that. But um, it's like you were the only one that was nice to me. You can go. Right, right. And uh, but yeah, I agree. I, I thought the same thing. Oh, when 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 he was let go, like why why don't you just go ahead and say, hey, yeah, dude killed a couple of my friends. I feel like there's friends. enough time between that murder and the show. Also, did they did, did they do these things live? back in the early 80s i don't think so because it, it seemed like it was at, in the late afternoon which is when they typically tape those uh, yeah. late night shows but like doesn't it play at the end as said, though it had gone out live they said it was live they said yeah, why uh, would anybody have live, live seen with it. murray franklin uh, is the, oh, is the yeah. show, and it's that, that they don't make those shows live today they may have no, back no. in the day but that was another question i had was that yeah it, i don't think they've done live shows like i mean you'll see colbert do mm. them on certain special occasions or whatever but like an actual just like we have guests and there's nothing special about it type of show that's yeah live to tape or whatever yeah. uh, but also the timeline is he kills his his co-worker he lets the little guy go um little person i don't i'm the little person correct. sounds yeah. right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. um, so he gets ready for the show. He leaves. The detectives, those two detectives, are already there when he's yeah. dancing down the they stairs. They chase him, yeah. So maybe they were sent back to him. They chase him through the subway. They get killed in the subway maybe, with maybe. the mob. And then he's backstage at the show. Who, who knows how long he's backstage at the show before it goes on? And nobody knows that. They're looking for this That's guy. That's true. That's possible. So. They, those cops did get killed on the subway, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they got beaten. Or they got, they got beaten. beaten almost to, to death. I think one of them got shot, right? No, he shoots uh, a guy on the train, and then they say in the report when he's in the green room that the officers were beaten, but they were in critical but oh, stable oh, condition. Okay. Well, that, that does actually maybe explain why no one showed up on set to arrest him before right. all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but because still. they're all in clown suits Everybody, everybody's a clown you know oh yeah yeah, yeah that's i'm true. thinking about buying the soundtrack which would be a first for me in years because that's how much i like the score just for the gary glitter song no <laughs> you, if that's on there i'm not buying it <laughs> about the frank well, I, I, I felt like i contributed to evil it? by buying that ticket when i heard it's that actually uh, it's a woman who did it a woman who composed this and her name is one of those like ireland i mean not ireland oh, icelandic type names huh. so it's hildur uh, gonna daughter Nice. And it's probably pronounced like Marge. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a G-U-O with a, with a very strange, is it a, I don't even know what that, I don't even know what that mark there's, is. There's a Pokemon in there. It's a different kind of accent mark. Yeah, there's a smiley face above it. It's a Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. And then the, the, I think the, the, the daughter part is, is right because that's from the player when, uh, oh, Goodman's yeah, yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, no, the score, I saw this in a theater with very, very good sound and maybe it's across the board. But I noticed that, especially like the low string, like sonorous, like I can't remember where it was. There's a percussive section where it's almost like I think it's after he smothers his mom, where it's almost like he's changing personality, and mm -hmm. the music was like dong, pump, 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 pump. I remember being very, very pumped by yeah, that yeah, music. Yeah. No, though, the the music was awesome. Yeah. This uh, this composer uh, also worked on Chernobyl. Huh. and oh, nice. uh was on the music department of the arrival i don't know what that means she, it could mean that she was just played an instrument or something I don't the know. arrival or arrival arrival okay <laughs> i would not i would not make note of the arrival as far as that would be good and, and every uh, time i'm flipping channels and i see the the i get really upset yeah, charlie yeah. sheen get out of here i want to see the real yeah. arrival oh dude talk about that think. i saw poltergeist was on last night and i was like fuck yeah poltergeist no, it's like a 2015 yeah. or something Rock like that. Wells. Sam Rockwell oh, shit. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? I don't want that. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's been on a whole bunch, like Arrival, Sicario, The Revenant, those type of things. Oh, some villain news. But uh, but but composer, this is her first real big one that I could see on the on the list. Uh, so it looks like she's up and coming. Nice. Uh, so she might might see a lot of her in the next, uh, or hear a lot of her in the next few years. Yeah, so, great. Uh, did anyone else? This is probably a cliche. Anybody else like get annoyed with the the Wayne's death? Super. Um, because because we again, 
I feel like they could have done this and still communicated the point that that these events with the Joker set in motion the events that led to Bruce's parents getting killed in the alley without literally showing me Bruce's parents getting killed, killed in the alley. Yeah, and just, the fucking pearls again! Yeah, just yeah. just leaving the theater was enough. I, that's yeah. my point, yeah. Just yeah. leaving the theater, and I think that would have sold it. I didn't... I don't know that I need any of the Waynes in here. I do I do kind of find the Thomas Wayne stuff interesting, at least. Mm. Uh, but Bruce on the other side of the fence, I felt like that was a little too cheeky. And then they cut back to the kid looking up with the, the, the parents dead and all yeah. that stuff. And I was, I was that's thinking... that's what you do. You just stand there. Yeah, you're just like, huh. Okay, so it was 1989's Batman. They reference it in the other uh, trilogy... It was uh, Batman v Superman. It was no, you don't just reference it in Batman Begins. He he shows it. Batman Begins, yes, and then Batman v Superman. Like this is the fourth or fifth time or well, something and like all, that. Like all the cartoons find a way to do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, all about I'm pearls. Just, I, I, this, pearls. I, I, the last <laughs> thing I'll say is that I think you and I had the same problem or a similar problem with this movie as we had with Vice. That it was Ooh, like a little too you're, heavy you're, you're, in your face. Hit, I understand where you're going with this, but you're you're going a little too. Uh, to uh, bald face, whatever. Yeah, like, no, know? I think I thought I actually thought of Vice while I was watching this because, like Vice, I uh, unreclined my chair before the movie was over <laughs> in anticipation of the credits rolling, <laughs> so I could leave. Which I only do when I and I, it's usually subconscious, but I only really do that when I am annoyed and ready to go. Bat, uh, Batman v Superman was another one I did that on. Okay, so uh, some. Fairly divergent opinions here, I'd say, in this. In this. Yeah, however as, you felt, you should have been represented here today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as the Thomas Wayne scene, the thing I loved about this movie is that, uh, other other than it being a character study, it was not a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. It was just a straight up, you know, uh, psycholo- psychological character study. And then, and I love the fact that they had certain nods to certain things in, in comic books like The Killing Joke and Dark Knight Returns, blah, blah, blah. There's a, there's a point where he kisses the sex psychologist when he comes out on the show and oh, that's, yeah. that's a direct uh thing from um i think it's the dark knight returns when he actually kisses Doc- it is the dark it's, it's, it's dr ruth yeah. yeah it's actually dr ruth nice. that he kisses yeah him yeah probably. i didn't but, know it was um, ruth or joyce brothers one of them <laughs> but uh i did not like the the wayne killing exactly like you said because i wanted it to be that should not have even entered the equation yeah so. yeah do you think uh walking gets nominated I think so, yeah. I think it would be criminal if he doesn't get nominated. Um, it's, uh, you know, it is another interesting thing you bringing up this, you know, the, you know, the, that it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. I feel like the Dark Knight itself was didn't feel like that much of a comic book movie either for the most part. There mm. are there are parts of it obviously. I'm surprised that the Dark Knight didn't inspire more like reality-based like comic book movies yeah yeah uh it's kind of like the blair witch project Uh, i remember when uh blair witch projects like uh it's uh it's it's reach didn't really happen until like 10 years later because that's when everybody started to do uh found footage and everything but uh the dark knight it feels like you should be there should be a bunch of these type of comic book movies out there after that movie success and there really wasn't. And now there's this. Does this inspire others to make a, you know, I mean, Logan's another one. Mm-hmm. Logan's another one yeah. that kind of kind of came through in there as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, because Marvel, I think Marvel chose their type of movie almost as a counter to the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. in terms of we're not going to be quite so dour and <laughs> yeah. serious. We're going to be a little more cartoony and comic booky, and it was super successful for them. And then DC was like, let's stick with the dark and gritty, and Man of Steel was <laughs> dark and gritty, and... Made a lot of money, but people didn't really like it that much. And now I think the problem is DC thinks based in reality equals bad now. Well, no, I I, I still think Man of Steel is a comic booky type movie. Okay, the, I think there's a di- there's a there's a difference between grittiness and realism. Okay, um, gritty to me just means yeah, you're being serious, dark, dour, whatever you want to be, whatever you want to be. Real means you actually have like real interactions throughout the throughout the like this like we see Joaquin Phoenix go through in this movie. Well, I think you can do that in the Batman universe cuz there's no superpowers really. Mm. The, I mean, Batman is is does not have any sort of You heard of the new casting, right? Uh, what well, Paul Dano? Paul Dano is going to be the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> um, for real? For real. And oh uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to be uh Selena Kyle. 
and of course Pattinson and Matt Reeves. Man, I'm super pumped. I'm about down. This movie. Oh my yeah. god! Paul Dano is the Riddler. Yeah, Hell yeah. fuck out of here. That's but, awesome. I know it's going to be great. But uh, to your point about this, that that's the reason why I've had a hard time getting into all the Justice League stuff because yeah. because Batman was based in reality, and then like Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all these are fantastical creatures, mm-hmm. and yeah. so when they mix them together with Batman, it just doesn't work for me at all uh i know for others it does because they are they're steeped in the lore and they've read all the comic books and everything like that but that those movies seem completely distant from a batman movie even if the batman's in it agreed you know so the the, the justice league needs to not have batman so they can be fantastical and batman (laughs) needs to have his own movies so he could be real Yeah, where he has like real people like catwoman and things like that and egghead an egghead. An egghead. <laughs> and bookworm. <laughs> and Olga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll do it for this uh, Joker pod. Joker pod. Joker pod. Go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, we also have CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. What else do we have? Uh, we've got SoundCloud. There's a, there's a ton of places that you can reach us. You can email us at CinemaSinsCast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. I bet there's going to be some people that are going to let us know what they think. They definitely are. I bet there will. Uh, the, we also have a Discord. If you're not on Discord, I can send you an invitation link through the Facebook uh, private messages. Uh, but that'll do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott, Barrett Share, and Dave Irwin. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. We live in a hellhole. We do. We sure do. We sure do. So that part was, you know. Depressing. But you know what? It's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we can laugh about it now. That we can laugh at that, right? I was just trying to quote Chief Wiggum when he gets his tie caught in the hot dog roller at the Cookie Mart, and he goes, "Oh boy, this is gonna get worse before it gets better." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We had to go through like a special like subsystem, like a secure email system that was like fucking government, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. You had to log in, do secondary uh, verification, thumbprint, eye scan. Yeah, show your dick. <laughs> I did that. I don't know if they, they required. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. part of the steps. Right, so I, right. just, yeah, I just took it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case you need this. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>